The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine authentic power. And now here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there and welcome to today's show and we've got a great show for you. I have a wonderful guest, Andrew Miller, who I'll introduce you to after the first section. Today's programme is called Purpose with a capital P and Andrew's going to be talking with uh, me around having a purpose within your business and how that can make a huge impact, positive impact. But I want to broaden it out in this first part of the show to talk about purpose. What is your sense of purpose? Do you have one? But before I do, I want you to, um, to just go over the fact that we are very proud members of B1G1. Masami Sato, who started B1G1, has a most amazing sense of purpose. She wanted to make a positive difference in the world. And she set up an organization where businesses could use kindness, not only to help people on the receiving end, but also as great business too. If you comment or ask a question during the live program, then we will donate on your behalf. For the number of people who download, we also donate and our guests are invited to choose one of uh, three projects for this month, actually, um, to choose which project they would like us to donate to on their behalf. You can find out about B1G1 by going on their website. It's very easy to find and it's an amazing organisation and it comes from one person's sense of purpose. Now. I work with many people who come to me because they are successful, but they think, is this it? You know, I've got all of the trappings of success and yet I still don't feel fulfilled. And why is that? And I believe that a big part of that is that they have not yet identified what their sense of purpose is. And many people think that it's a bit like the holy grail that it the, your sense of purpose your your divine purpose is a something and it's a job or um it's an activity and my advice to people who don't have that strong sense of purpose is to really think about living your life with purpose that means in every activity, whatever it is, whether it's the washing up or taking out the rubbish or you know, cleaning up after somebody or making the bed, doing whatever you do with passion and with purpose can make such a difference to the quality of your life. If you've listened to earlier programs, I'll have shared this story, uh, I'm sure, before, but I think it's worth sharing because it identifies exactly what I'm talking about. I was on a Tony Robbins course and I've done most of his courses and became a, a crew member 
But what struck me about this particular story is Tony Robbins was talking about going over to India and working on an ashram. And the deal was that eight hours a day you would work and you would get your board and bed and the spiritual teaching for free. And he was assigned on day one to the washing up shed. Now, part of the, uh, the work of the ashram is that they provided meals for hundreds of thousands of people every day. And the meals were cooked in huge cauldrons and they were dolloped onto tin plates um, with different sections in them. And Tony Robbins' job on these, well, for his time that he was there, he was assigned to be washing these trays. Well, you might say that's not such a bad thing. Now, he's about six foot seven. He is huge. The height of the shed was not um, compatible with his height. So he had to bend down the whole time because it was simply too tall. It was hot, it was humid. And on the first day, he was grumpy with a capital G. He banged the trays about, he wasn't enjoying himself, he was having a bad time, and he was actually making it worse for everybody else simply because of the energetic vibe that was coming from him. That night, he went to his bed, very tired, and it didn't help that the bed was probably over a foot too short for him, so his feet were sticking out the bottom. And as he calmed down, so he started to have a very strong conversation with himself about, well, you're here for three weeks. What are you going to do? You're going to refuse to help. You're going to make everybody's life a misery because you're um, helping with bad grace. And he made the decision that he was going to change the way in which he approached things. And so on day two, he went in and his whole purpose for that day was to make the job enjoyable for other people to do it with great heart and with passion because in some small way he was helping the ashram help other people so he got them singing he was telling jokes he was doing his job and at the end of the day he reflected that not only did the day go very much more quickly and in a much more enjoyable way but actually everybody else had enjoyed it too. So if you haven't got a sense of purpose as an individual, then live your life with purpose. Everything you do, enter it with a full heart, with a full sense of, I'm gonna do the best job I am capable of on this day. I will do this job and I will do it with humor and with a real sense of contribution. I believe that purpose is so much about contribution. Other people may have another other view and be interested to explore that with Andrew after the break. But have a think about your life. Do you live your life with purpose and with passion? Do you turn up and enter into things 100%? Or do you go in there and you make motions but you don't really enter into the spirit of things do you have a sense of purpose which is around service and helping other people or do you always expect other people to be the ones that help you my mum had a saying she used to say that there are people who are washing up makers and there are people who are washing up doers are you a doer or a maker because ultimately when you're a doer then 
I think you get more out of life. Now, that's not to say that we are human beings and we need to be with ourselves. But ultimately, living your life with purpose is not about sitting on a hill, cross-legged with you know um, your eyes closed doing nothing. Living a life with purpose is about making the most of every day, being in the moment. And I believe that purpose is around service too. So in a moment, we're going to have a break and we're going to um, go into the interview with Andrew Miller. And he's done some amazing work with businesses, helping them find their purpose. So ultimately, if you're a business owner and you're listening to this, while we have the break, I'd like you to think about how much passion and purpose do you have for your business? What is the purpose? What's your why? Do you know what that is? Because when you do, it's easier to communicate to other people and get them to have shared ownership of it. But think, be honest, no stories, no judgment. And if you lack that sense of purpose, then the interview after the break is an ideal opportunity for you to think about things perhaps in a different way. So don't go away. See you in a couple of minutes. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. I'm really excited to be welcoming Andrew Miller. Andrew Miller and I both belong to an organization called Collaboration Global. And Jill Tiny, um, who is the founder of that, has been a guest on this show. Andrew is an amazing guy, and I'd like to read you his bio. He's the founder of Business Enjoyment, 
a business coach, multiple author and TEDx speaker. Andrew has significant experience in both running businesses and helping people with deep-seated beliefs and emotional hang-ups. Most business gurus focus on building a six or seven figure business, probably at the expense of something else. Andrew works with business owners to help them be successful and actually enjoy the journey at the same time. So without more ado, let me welcome Andrew Miller. Hi, Gina. Hi there. Thank you so much for joining me today. Absolute pleasure. And I enjoyed your talk beforehand. And I think what what listening to your that, that story and what you're talking about is uh, there's a lot coming out there about choice. And I think that's a, a very key thing in, in all of this. Um, there's, there's never anything we have to do or must do. That's an important thing that we're going to be talking about today. Um, but everything that you're doing, it's all about throwing stuff out there for people to pick stuff up from and give it a go and try it. And if that way doesn't work for you, that's okay. Find a different way. But that tale you told, it's like, I can choose to be this way. I can choose to be that way, but it's up to me. Uh, ultimately, we choose moment by moment how we turn up, don't we? Either the victim or the hero, grumpy or good natured. Um, you know, and I was writing a, a thing this morning, you know, about energy vampires or energy batteries. You know, people you spend time who just go and suck the very life out of you. But anyway, enough of that. So tell me how a little bit about you and how you got to where you are now. Okay, uh, so in background is I used to be uh, an accountant. Hooray! Um, <laughs> it was a very specific form of accountancy. It's something that doesn't really exist in America, but it's more familiar in UK and other Commonwealth countries. But it's 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 called an insolvency practitioner, and. Uh, they do have insolvency in America. They have Chapter 11, but it's done in a very different way. Uh, in this country, uh, if a company goes bust, um, the bank basically calls in the mortgage, appoints a firm of accountants, and you, you you take control of that company. Not sitting in a boardroom making theoretical discussions. You're there on the ground making split-second decision, decisions, trying to keep the business running, having to get the customers on board, having to get the suppliers on board, having to get the team on board, keep it going, keep it alive, and hopefully sell it and, and keep all the jobs intact and going forward. Um, I, that was with KPMG, um, global firm. And I did that for nearly 17 years. So my job was running businesses. That's 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 yeah. basically what I did. Interesting circumstances and, and challenging circumstances, but that was my job. And I got to the point where I, I realized that actually I had one of those aha moments and uh, realized I actually just wasn't enjoying what I was doing. Nothing against the job, nothing against the firm. I was just like most of us follow that path that we follow. Mm -hmm. School education, just to do, get a job, do a job. I was good at it, but it wasn't really what I wanted to be. So it took me a while to work out what I wanted to do. Um, I realized I was much more into people and working with people and, and um, working what was going for them. And so I, I stepped out and moved into, found out about coaching, moved into coaching. And when I first started, uh, it was very, very niched. It was working with business owners that were going through financial difficulty, uh, going through uh, business failure, uh, but help them deal with the emotional side of it. Uh, the confidence impact, the, the the what it does to them inside, because it rips people apart. Yes. Um, you know, there are crooks, there are people that can just scale over it. But most people that go bust are genuine people that put all their emotion, all their money into it and watched everything they built collapse. And it has a huge toll on them. Yeah. Um, that got so far. But what I've realized was and you, you touched on it earlier on um, with the, those those really successful people that um, still 
aren't really happy. <laughs> you know, someone that's just lost their business, you kind of understand where that comes from. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but, but people that are really successful, why aren't you happy? And and that's, and that, and I realize that even people in between that are just doing okay, that's it, they're doing okay, they're getting by, they're not really yeah. zipping and, and whatever. And that's, that's, so I thought, well, that's where my concept of business enjoyment came from. Um, you know, if you're not enjoying what you do, what's the point? You know, at the end yeah. of the day, you create your business, so make it one you enjoy. I couldn't agree with you more. One of the things that struck me when we were talking prior to this show uh, about you coming on the show um, was the uh, the concept within your TEDx talk. And I wonder if you'd share that with people because it was I thought it was incredibly powerful. Uh, which concept do you want to nail down into? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> true. It was like, you, know. you choose. Okay. What do you well, think will be most useful for people to hear? Well, the, um, I mean, I was, I was inspired by uh, or revisiting the concept of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And we, we talked about that before. And, and, I, and, and, and stepping away from the actual model, just the basic concepts of it. It's, you look at it, you, you think, oh, gosh, yeah, it actually makes sense uh, if you apply in certain ways. And I, I developed what I call the business enjoyment model, which, which in essence sort of says, look, we've got to have certain things that we need to be happy about. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, make sure we're OK. So we've got to make sure there's enough money to put food on the table. We want to look after ourselves physically, mentally, all these sort of things. Um, we want to be working with great people, people that really sort of, you know, set us on fire, both in terms of clients, team, suppliers, friends, all that sort of thing. But it's very, like you said, you mentioned about the energy drains or the, the vampire story, you know, we want to be <laughs> moving away from that. So we want to be surrounding ourselves with the right kind of people. And within that, we, we've got to be dropping the shields, being prepared to be vulnerable, um, risk rejection to, in order to allow the right people in because there's a lot of issues in that sort of space. Um, and then, of course, um, we need to know that we're making a decent contribution to that society. So mm. people saying good things about us, but we also need to say good things about ourselves too. And we're really bad yeah. at that. So it's because we go into that all imposter syndrome and everything's got to be absolutely perfect. And if it's not perfect, it's not good enough and all that sort of stuff. So we have these ground things that um, are kind of like, as Hertzberg would call hygiene factors. In that we, we only notice really when they're not working. We know when we don't have enough money. We know when we've got idiots surrounding us. We know um, when we're sort of beating ourselves up inside. Um, but it gets to a certain point where you can't really go any further. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, and that's where we then move into the next step which is where let's let's is actually moving into a sense of purpose that you're talking about um doing something that is outside of us making a difference in the world mm -hmm. out there and now it's not just about us it's not just about looking at, after ourselves it's about making a difference to something that's important it has to be important not just doing it for the sake of it yeah. it has to be connected and that's what the journey is about is understanding what that is and what that connection is because when you get get connected with that you can use all the additional resources you've picked up and the other thing to move into a positive world-changing um uh, arena and when i say world-changing it doesn't need to be like b1g1 which is transforming the world type sort of mission it can just be something that's important to you you change the life of one person you've changed the world yeah and i couldn't agree with you more i mean you talk about purpose with a capital p mm. so imagine i'm a, a i'm a, a new client 
how would you define that to somebody who perhaps it was unfamiliar? Mm. Well, if I may just set a little bit of context, because purpose is one of those words. It's a big word, isn't it? It's used a lot now it's, and, and sometimes can be overused and everyone's got their own definition and all the rest of it. So, and again, this is about choice. It's, it's these will be my views and my perceptions and mm. take what you want. So let's just set, let's set a bit of context and, and recognize that um, as humans, we, we're not in balance with nature anymore mm -hmm. when you look at nature when you think about what's the purpose of a dolphin or something like that it's, it's not about catching fish every animal they're all in harmony with each other it's, it's it's all synchronized and in balance and primarily every single creature has one objective and that's go forth and multiply <laughs> at the end of the day you know yeah. uh, you continue the species as, as far as possible and usually that requires living as long as possible to do that not always but putting it very simply it's that that's that's the main objective for whatever reason, we are outside of that norm. Mm -hmm. And this is what, and so the the, the, the standard purpose, <laughs> the reason for being, the why, um, doesn't really fit in with our society. There are people that behave like that and it, it's not really considered the done thing. So we have this existential angst. <laughs> you know, essentially there's too many of us around. We're, we're just doing jobs that just because jobs need to be done and we, we mm -hmm. buy stuff, and we, we work in order to afford the stuff that we don't really need. And now we've got more stuff. So we need to earn more money. So we need to work harder and it just becomes this perpetual stuff. So we end up in this position where we don't really know what our place in life is. And hence the questions, which is where we get the uh, questions around why are we here and yeah. you know, what's it about and that sort of stuff. So just a set scene, that's why purpose is, is important. And because we we we're about one of the few you know we're the only creature that species that's lost it at the end of the day, <laughs> and I think there's three levels. Um, there's there's like a practical purpose, there's a, a specific purpose, and a general purpose. There's probably more, but that's just keep it simple. So in a practical purpose, um, if you're talking to somebody who's unemployed, they've been unemployed for three years and mm -hmm. they're going spare, they're making no contribution, um, they get a job, and you suddenly hear the phrase, "I now I have purpose." Yeah. Well, that's a practical purpose that now I'm actually active in doing things. I'm not going insane in my head. I've actually got getting up in the morning and, and, and that sort of sense. You can then have specific purpose. And that's what you were alluding to in your introduction in terms of I'm doing a task. How can I do this specific task in a, in a specific purposeful way, bringing joy and elemental and all the, rest of it, all the things you talked about before? And then there's general purpose. And this is purpose with a capital P. This is what what some people might say. Why was I put on this planet? Well, we know we weren't put on this planet for anything. We've just said, <laughs> we got we can find it. That we can find it, and and this is the journey to go on to find that connection, understanding who we are, and what how we can take what we've got and make a difference to something that's important. And that's where we're into the sort of the capital P purpose. And I do have a definition. Um, cool. And um, you know, there's, there's lots of bits that sort of float around some of the, the big books that people may be familiar with like Simon Sinek start with why that's very popular icky guy is, is a big thing that people have read that book um, for me Viktor Frankl's man's search for meaning is is a massive book not in terms of size but in terms of impact yes. all of these things have little bits but none of them actually give me the full answer no so my definition is a bit longer <laughs> a bit <laughs> nice and, and impactful as icky guys there isn't a nice little diagram but it is based on what my journey was in order to find my purpose at the end of the day and why i pumped about so i'll read through the sentence if that's all right absolutely the, the each bit does have a little bit of meaning and if i can go through at least some of them uh give, give a yeah point. go ahead Be purpose with the capital p 
It's a meaningful mission. Yep. That's important to you. Probably not achievable based on or around passionate, stimulating work, positively, positively driven by a deep personal why wrapped up in your own story. Sounds good to me. Let me explain. So mission, we kind of understand it's, it's you know, something we want to be working towards. Um, and, and meaningful is the the Viktor Frankl's sort of sense of meaning. It's, it's got to be beyond us. It's outside of us. We, yeah. we can benefit as a result, but our prime focus is making sure someone else yeah. is, 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 is better off. And then, you know, when you again, you talk about B1G1, that's very much a meaningful sort of thing. Yeah. But it's got to be important to you. Um, so when you look in B1G1 and you've got all those different charities, there'll be some that resonate and there'll be some that won't. Don't yes. just give money to a charity that doesn't mean anything. What, what, what sings to you? What, why? And then you start thinking, well, why does that sing to me? Why is it important to me? For some people, it might be family. That, that's, that's important. It's outside of you. It's, it's important to you. Whatever it might be. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what other people think. Their opinion doesn't count. If it's important to you, that's what matters. Probably not achievable. This is an interesting one. Um, it's about taking away attachment to the outcome. Mm -hmm. Now, as a, as a coach, I'm kind of a little bit anti-goals because every, everything's got a goal for everything. And I'm not allergic to goals. They're great, great in the right place, but we can over-goal sometimes. And part of the problem is, is we get attached to having to achieve. We must get that done. And if we don't, we get stressful as we try to achieve it, and then we collapse afterwards. And there's, a, there's actually a pattern around goals that doesn't work if we don't do them right. Um, so if we're waking up thinking, I've still not achieved something, we're going to get stressed. Whereas if we're, we're dis detached to it, so world peace is an example. We, yeah. That's a great thing to aim for. I am, we're never going to achieve world peace. It's impossible. But if every single day I manage to calm people down, calm myself down, make the life better, yeah. it's still a journey worth going yeah. on. This is about something. I just uh, want to, if I may, I, what was the action of the journey, I think, mm. is the important thing. And I think so many people get hung up on the goal that they forget to actually engage in the journey and take um, the positives from the journey. Absolutely. And, and this I is, think that's one this of the problems. Works because when you're when when you and your business are going in a certain direction trying to achieve something, it all becomes all about the journey. Yeah. And, and I was speaking to somebody. I was interviewing somebody on my podcast yesterday, and he says, "I have a mission every day." And it's not massive, it's not major, but every day we have a mission and every day we complete the mission and every day I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> and one step closer to the... One step bigger thing, yeah. yeah. So sorry to interrupt you, yeah. uh, but I just felt it was important to, um, I think for people, we're so used to talking about this, but there'll be people out there listening for whom this is quite an, uh, a different concept. So anyway, carry on, sorry. No, that's right, that's fine, we can go, go into, spin into each one. Um, but yeah, but it's, 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 it's a, I mean, that concept of this attachment, we could do a whole program just on that. Yeah. <laughs> a program that probably worth. lasts six months. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, absolutely worth thinking of. Um, so we base, want to base it on around passionate work. So we want to be doing what we're good at. Um, it might be what we do is not the actual thing. It might be what we do it allows the other thing to happen. So we can yeah. create a business which uh, allows to free up funds or resources to make the thing happen rather yeah. than it being the thing itself. Um, it wants to be stimulating. In other words, it doesn't want to be too easy, um, which means we also need to be the best of our game. So if the if 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 the work is too easy, 
then we let other people do that. We can still charge for it. We don't devalue it, but we can be the best of our game and keep getting better and better at what we do. Yeah. Um, now, the next key thing is we, we, we've got our deep personal why, and this will be something deep inside. You don't need to share with it with anybody. Um, but this was the hardest thing for me to find. Mm -hmm. There are some people find their purpose through trauma. Yes. The, 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 the speakers on the stage will tell you, how they went bust and got over it, how they got out of drug addiction and got over it, how they mm -hmm. uh, got through a difficult life, uh, uh, childhood and got over it sort of thing. And now their purpose is making sure other people don't go through the same sort of thing. Um, and again, remember I used to work with people that had gone bust and yeah. this is, a lot came out of that. But I don't want to set a business goal of, you know, a business plan, say go bust in three years time, just so no. I can discover purpose no 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 <laughs> you know what i mean um, i do yes <laughs> but deep inside of us there will be these little things that trigger us so mine was so minuscule that i didn't even notice it but it was had an impact on me um quite basically I, my brother played a trick on me when i was like four years old and my entire family laughed at me um and i just instantly felt this feeling of rejection and um not being able to open up to people and um not trusting people and all these sort of things then played out throughout the rest of my life so i became a people pleaser because i wanted mm -hmm. to make everybody like me and all this sort of stuff which has strengths but it obviously has holds us back mm -hmm. so it always has these little traumas throughout our life which shape our patterns but if we yeah. can find out what that thing is that's our deep personal why the problem is it can trap us so it can be something that fuels us get us motivated and gets us driving let's say when we were younger let's say, let's say our parents uh, our parents lost everything when we were young and we mm. were scarred by the fact that dad had a business and it went bust now i'm in a mode where i must never lose anything i must keep going and going and going so i build a business and a bigger business and a bigger business and a bigger and there's no end to it success 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 but the pain is actually increasing yeah. because i've not actually dealt with it's a negative driver yeah. on that thing so we need to deal with that and turn it into a positive driver so it needs to be positively yeah. driven by this deep executive why and that's where a lot of cases you find this so much with these sort of multi-millionaires is that they're scared of losing everything yes um and um and then and then we wrap it up in our own story so this is this you know for marketing purposes simon cynic will call it his external why um for marketing it works well but it, ultimately this is why we're not going to know it from the day we're born and we've got to go through life we've got to mess things up we've got to explore but we we start building that connection with what's that what's inside of us with that yeah. difference that's there out there and what we do shapes what that looks like and now we're now we're building a mission that's connected everything together i find it really in, I, I agree with what you're saying wholeheartedly it's at the heart of the work that i do but i find it very interesting how many people um ha, do not make the connection between either the drive that they have to succeed or to avoid something and their behaviors I, I refer to them as strong suits you know so a personal strong suit is um i used work to avoid pain because when i'm really really busy and i'm interested in what i do i can switch the body off and I don't feel the physical pain from uh, from my back and all of those things. But of course, you take it to the point where you do it because it works and then you do it more because it works and then you do it more and more because it works to the point when actually it becomes destructive. 
Absolutely. And, and everything, everything's, got, everything's got a tipping point where it moves into the, the yeah. dark side. <laughs> and I think for, for everybody, if you're listening or watching this, just become aware of your particular patterns of thinking, emotions and behavior. Become the journalists of your own life. You know, examine your patterns. No judgment, no story, but just watch and listen to what's going on. Mm. And then when you're aware, you've got a chance to do something different if you choose, which brings us back to the whole business uh, where we started, that everything we do is a choice, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, exactly that. And and that's exactly it. When, when, when we do stuff, have we done that stuff because it was the right thing to do? Or have we done it because we just felt compelled to do it and didn't really think about it? Because it's and right thing, right thing for whom? As well, yes. <laughs> because so often, what's driving us even as you know i've worked with people who've been you know well into their well let's say mature years of their life who are still being run by their parents even though their parents may no longer be with them um you know they're trying to please someone else rather than tuning into what's right for them mm. Absolutely. And again, that's why it needs to be important to you. And and yeah. these are easy words, but they're not hard. So, but they're not they're easy words, but they're not easy to find these things. And as you no. say, it's looking at those patterns. What are, what does my life look like? What, what decisions have I made? Yeah. What impact, what patterns do I run? And what can I learn from that to make a different choice going forward? That's more me. <laughs> and I think so many people don't know who me is. They're so busy trying to satisfy everybody else that they've mm. never really discovered who they are when they're being authentically them. Mm. I, I mean, authentic is a great word, isn't it? Because if yeah. people don't know who they are, how can you be authentic? <laughs> and many people. Do you know and when do you know you're being authentic? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> always, again, another word that gets banded around a lot, but yeah. there's a lot of substances in it, and it's not an easy. Oh, be authentic. Oh, okay, I will. <laughs> Which version of authentic do you want? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd like to just go back to explore a bit more about the the, the not having um, a, a, an attachment to the mm. outcome. Because again, I think many people will think, well, why? You know, you need an attachment to the outcome. I want that. To, I want to do that. I need to succeed, and it's really important that I do that. So, talk talk us through your your concept of mm. not having an attachment yeah there's a, there's, a, there's a concept of high intention low attachment um and it's quite probably quite buddhist in many ways in terms of let go of all things um which way we do it? well I'll, I'll i'll do this very simply um if you're blowing up a balloon you don't actually blow up a balloon with a vision in your head of what the balloon's going to look like you might have a rough idea because of the mm -hmm. shape of the balloon but sometimes you don't always know the balloon has its own natural limits all you do is you blow yep. so it starts with an internal energy it's something mm -hmm. you want to do it i want to do it and therefore i will do it and then you stop when it feels about right yeah I kind of don't care what the balloon is. <laughs> you know, I've got a rough idea it's going to be a long one or how big it is, but I just need to blow up a balloon, tie it and move on. Yep. Um, if you're going to get worked up about what the balloon looks like, then that's going to cause stress. Whereas yep. all you need to blow up a balloon. Um, 
to give another example and break down the high intent high attachment let's let's um think for an example of um so imagine i don't know whether you're into sports at all are you into sports mm. no ish you know somebody, you know somebody who a lot of our listeners maybe yeah, no, absolutely we want both we want both yeah. so imagine imagine you're not into sports yes but your other half is if you're listening and you've got another half and they're they're massively into their sports so they're sitting watching the game um if their team loses they're depressed and if the team wins they're really happy yep good day bad day determined that is controlled by something that is totally outside of their control yes um so they're highly attached to the outcome yes but there's nothing they can do to alter it and so many circumstances in life and in business are just like that aren't they absolutely set a goal sales target million pound burnt turnover why why that figure okay whatever hit it so what <laughs> don't hit it so what <laughs> if you've got nine you you're kind of okay um but we set these arbitrary things and then we beat ourselves up when we don't actually achieve the thing which is ultimately 90 percent of it's probably outside of our control all we can focus on is ourselves and the actions we take on a day-to-day -day basis yeah um you know and then if we're we're not interested in the sport we still aren't able to control it but we're not going to be driven we're not going to be motivated so if you're not interested in sports yeah let the other half watch the game i'm going to go off and do something else there's no there's no enjoyment in it because you're not invested um most goals and things we're talking about are set in the um uh high attachment high intention mm -hmm. zone of quadrant so you're very driven to do it and you're highly rewarded when you achieve it but it normally results in stress as you build towards it because it's like i must get it I must get it I must get it the date's coming the dead the, the, the exams are coming oh my god i must revise <laughs> Whatever yeah. it might be. um up until that point we we haven't achieved it so every day we're waking up in failure mode mm -hmm. oh i haven't achieved my goal again today because it's over there somewhere um yeah. and there's such a build-up to it that very often there's a there's a crash afterwards yes so if you watch a, a, a pattern of salespeople, sports teams, and um, even yourself, you know, um, so, someone had a quote like, always always work as though it's your last day before going on holiday. That whole thing where you work absolutely flat out on the Friday, you go on for vacation, and then you're, absolutely, you're, you're ill. You're ill. <laughs> you've got yeah. this sort of peak cycle going on. And then you say, well, just build another goal in, and then it just, just gets knackered and tiring, tiring, tiring. It's like having an energy drink that keeps you going. And yes, it does work in a short-term basis, yeah. but ultimately it tires you out because you can't keep drinking the energy drink. Whereas if you start letting go of the outcome and just focus on what you can do with a general direction that you're moving in, what do I need to do? Just keep going that direction. Perfect. Yeah. I know where I am. I know what I'm doing. I find it quite interesting. And I do a lot of work strategically with businesses. How often the goals that are set bear no resemblance to the capacity that there is within the circumstances. And I think one of the reasons why there are so many people who are depressed, anxious on antidepressants is in part due to the fact that they work in uh, organizations where the goal is set and as soon if they do achieve it, then all that happens is that they set goals that are much higher. So they continue the stress to, to the point where 
the goals are ridiculous and unreachable and everybody knows that they're unreachable but they always think that you should be adding 10% on next year year on year on year um or they they don't meet their goals and i found one of the things that's really interesting is if you start to look at well okay rather than a numerical goal you know if our goal is about how we operate as an organization and the sort of service that we offer to our client or customer and a shared understanding of what excellence looks like in the context of those things mm -hmm. there is a natural progression where the, the performance and the productivity improves exponentially and the businesses are therefore more profitable and more successful but it's done in a completely different way and i just wondered in terms of your experience of working with businesses how you felt that the, the best way to approach these things you know businesses want to to succeed they need to make profit in order to be able to sustain wages and equipment and all of that mm. so what for you is the is the approach that you and i know i'm generalizing hugely but are there principles to your approach that you would share generally speaking with the companies that you work with in terms of in order to sort of actually make sure that performance happens and we, we're getting success. Yeah, yeah. I, th I, I tend to work, work with smaller business owners as a general okay. rule. I, I do have, you know, clients with larger stuff and the experience of working with them sort of thing. But so certainly, certainly when they're the one person in charge of all the got all the weight of the pressure on their shoulders at the end of the day, I, I have a general policy and a belief. Um, that most people kind of know what they need to do mm -hmm. um we can always learn more we cannot yeah. and, and and there's always new strategies and always great stuff out there but bottom line is we kind of know what we need to do we're just not doing it so and this is where you know it, if you do have a purpose and mission obviously that makes it very clear about the direction you're going in it makes it also very clear for the people who work with you yeah, so the team members that are coming on board with you. There's the 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 customers, the pliers. I want to be working with that person that's going in that direction. That's the bus I want to be on. As mm -hmm. say, you know, so it becomes a lot easier to generate the motivation. Yeah, um, and then it becomes down to a, a, allowing people to have individual responsibility. So if you've got, um, you know, it, if you don't know what to do you ask you go looking there's a thing called google 90 percent of it's on there youtube whatever um, you read a book the, the, the answers are out there it's just going finding for it so if you've got the motivation to go in the right direction and you know roughly what it is you need to be doing then it's just a question of what's stopping me doing it mm -hmm. and then it, it, you know either that's what i'm working with the business owner on or they can work with their team on it's like okay it's, it's not a problem we all have our issues <laughs> i i couldn't pick the phone up and ring people i mean yeah. i just physically couldn't do it okay uh, why let's explore it and let's see what we can do to unpick the thing that we've, we've got to do so less worrying about the detail of what needs to be done but getting focused into the what's the driver and what's that emotional hang up that stops us doing certain things and then the rest can just slot into place it's just it's 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 research then after that we're coming to the end of our time are there any things that i haven't um 
asked you or things that we haven't had an opportunity to to look at before we finish that you think would be of real value oh so much where do we go as i said i mean the the the, the um well just to echo one thing that we talked about before about goals at the beginning of this year i had a clear intention of what i wanted to achieve over january and february and for various reasons had i stuck to that and been rigid on that i would never have done the ted talk yep um because that came out of nowhere it was an opportunity that arose and it didn't actually fit in but because i was able to be more flexible and thinking mm. about general direction it's like absolutely say yes and go for it and, and see where it goes so that's just another little thing in there um and the subject of that talk and what i talk about is is um it's the title of the talk is it's um more than just money and mm -hmm. that's what life's about it's what business is about we live in a society where um, business is measured purely on sales and profits at the end of the day you look at the financial times the the stock in the new york stock exchange read the paper it's all about essentially money yeah. and that doesn't that work that's important but by itself doesn't work as a good measure and so you yeah. need to be thinking about the other things that are important and be treating them with just as much value and importance in terms of the well-being of your team the impact you're having on the the mm. the, the the community and the environment around you mm. all these different th and and ultimately coming down to it is do i want to be here yeah <laughs> am i getting up in the morning and going yeah i'm making a difference in the world and loving what i do if not you have the power to change it you may not yet know what that change is or, <laughs> or exactly yeah. what you need to do, but know you can and go. I think that's so important. And for me, I talk about that, you know, the profits are the outcome of the way in which you operate. And ultimately, your staff are your treasure. Um, and if you're all singing from the same hymn sheet, then you can achieve the most amazing things. Hmm. Where can people get hold of you, Andrew? Yeah, um, just go to my website. It's probably the easiest, um, businessenjoyment.com. I think it's on the screen. Uh, it'll have most links in there um, to, to to finding me uh, wherever you want. But uh, LinkedIn's a, a popular place as well. And um, But I would just use – my name's Andrew Miller. It's not the rarest name on the planet. Uh, <laughs> so it might have come up. But if you stick in business enjoyment uh, anywhere in any search engine, um, you'll find me. And presumably your books will be on your website and on Amazon and places like that. Yes, absolutely. You're all on Amazon. Um, uh, there's a page on my website. And also there is a, a pop-up will come up when you jump on that website. You get a free copy of the More Than Just Money book. Um, and if you click on the banner at the top, it'll take you to the TED Talk. And you can have a look at that as well. All that Fabulous. And I'd really urge you to go and have a look because there's some great stuff there. Um, B1G1, which project have you chosen? Oh, I've got to remember now. Um, it was your fourth one. <laughs> the four, so the, the the four it was the Ukraine uh, education, clean water, um, or it was uh, health. So, which of the four? It was the. Do 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 do. No, it was the third one, I think. Um, the forest of Betam. Oh, environment. Coast of Madagascar. Ah, oh, so reef a reforestation. Uh, and a project that's really interesting because as they reforest, so they engage the locals and the locals not only plant it, but look after it in the knowledge that as it becomes established, they have firewood and they have uh, the wherewithal 
um, to use um, to create their own businesses based on the forest thriving and that brings in all the animals and so on so thank you very much for choosing that and again bringing people back into harmony with absolutely so isn't it wonderful we've ended up where we started which is absolutely fabulous thank you very much for uh, joining me we're we're actually not going to uh, have a, a break and go to the end of the show because we're actually um just a minute away from the end of the show uh, but I want to ask all of you listening to this, having heard about purpose in terms of your own life or in your business life, what is it that you are doing? Do you enjoy it? And if you don't enjoy it, why are you still there? Because if your belief is, I've got to do that because I can't afford not to, that may be true in the short term. But there are lots of things that you can do to change things. And one of those is about if you can't change a situation, you can change the way in which you view it. Your perspective on things becomes your reality. So thank you very much for joining us. Remember that for everybody that downloads this, um, there are going to be donations to B1G1. Recognize that you are the leader in your own life if you choose to be. But ultimately, when you make that active choice to become the leader of your own life, the quality of your life changes hugely. So take care. See you next week. Be the leader of your own life. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcast.